The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Spend my dollar. It's not about what you want, it's about what you're willing to do to get it. Run it again. Hello and welcome. I'm not going to, so quit asking. When you give me a hard time, for the listeners that didn't get to go, this is the payback. Alabama wins! What you did last year really doesn't matter. Our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play. Hi. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. And folks, have we got a treat for you. It is football time in October, third Saturday style, and uh, that can only mean that we're bringing back frequent guest and fan favorite Terry Lambert, uh, site manager for RockyTopTalk.com, an SB Nation uh, family site. It's a great discussion. Let's get to it. Go. Welcome back, Alabama fans. Have we got a treat for you? We have returning guest, Terry Lambert, who's the site manager for RockyTopTalk.com, an SB Nation site. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing good. Three years running, something like that. Uh, So always happy to join you and talk about Tennessee Bama. Absolutely. We are always uh, a fan favorite. And so we appreciate uh, hopping uh, you hopping on with us. Hey, let me uh, let me let me kick us off and uh, talk about, you know, obviously the big game. Third Saturday in October, uh, everyone sort of circles their their calendar date for that one. What is, uh, from a, a Tennessee perspective, what is the Tennessee uh, fan base mindset or expectation coming out of uh, A&M uh, last week, coming to Tuscaloosa? And uh, we won't talk about last year, but uh, uh, what's the overall mindset uh, across the fan base? Yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. Um, you couldn't have two different teams, I feel like. Uh, Tennessee 2022 going into Tennessee 2023, just totally opposite. Um, you know, Tennessee's winning with defense and a run game. Can you do that against Alabama? We're, we're all kind of wondering that. So I, I just completely honest, I, I don't really know that anyone knows what to expect. Um, everybody's just ready to, to kind of see what unfolds there, but. I would say the the confidence is higher after last year, finally getting over the hump. I think that means something. But going down to Tuscaloosa, lack of a passing game, uh, some quarterback issues, definitely I'd say most people are are thinking Alabama wins this one. Well, juxtapose that for me. Uh, Last year, Josh Heitfel and uh, Hendon Hooker at this point in the season, they could do no wrong. Uh, How how would you compare that to Heitfel and uh, Joe Milton this time around? Well, Hendon Hooker was an absolute master of this offense. I, I, th- I want to make that clear. You know, a certain part of me is worried. Heupel's success was Hendon Hooker. Um, you know, he, he's kind of disproven that that thought here uh, uh, last week, uh, winning 
in a defensive matchup there. But two obviously totally different teams. Joe Milton just doesn't have the the mental side of what Hendon says. I hate to say that, but Joe Milton just doesn't get it um, in terms of the processing ability. It's just not there. Uh, Hendon will go one, two, three. The ball's out. Right reads were made. No mistakes. I mean, Hendon Hooker did not throw interceptions at Tennessee. Uh, you're starting to see those mistakes being made uh, by Joe Milton. So it's just you had a, a an undying faith that Hendon Hooker was going to make the play needed. That's just not there with Joe Milton. Tennessee's got to run the ball. They got to play defense. They got to come up with big plays, special teams, defensively. Uh, this offense just has too many question marks. Uh, and, and you you just didn't see that. That was not that. I mean, Tennessee was scoring 40 points a game last year. Uh, that's not there this year. Yeah. You know, for a minute there, I thought you were answering the question about Saban and Bryce Young versus Saban and Milrow. Uh, <laughs> it's very were, similar. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it's, I mean, Bryce Young was absolutely Houdini last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've told people Bryce Young doesn't play in that game because remember, he was hurt. Uh, if he's not able to go, Tennessee probably wins that game by 21 points. Um, that, that's just how good Hendon Hooker was. Uh, but now Tennessee, Alabama, kind of in the same boat. So it, it's going to come down to defense. It's going to come down to trench warfare. Uh, who can make the big play on special teams? Alabama in Tuscaloosa, I think that means something. Uh, um, you know, I, I will say Tennessee fans are a little concerned after the performance in Gainesville, uh, Florida. Florida just killed killed Tennessee. I mean, yeah. it, that was that was over in the second quarter. So, uh, going back on the road, first true road game since um, that that's definitely a concern. No, that's fair. Talk about he hasn't seen much action. Uh, what you're hearing in in camp in uh, drills, uh, and then just what limited action he had. And look, I'm going to butcher the name. Uh, that's a trademark uh, of the podcast. Uh, but true freshman uh, Nico, uh, I'm I'm a Leva. Uh, talk about, <laughs> I told you I was going to butcher it. Uh, talk about, uh, talk about what you're hearing, maybe seeing from, uh, from him so far. We're just going to go with Nico for Nico, reference. Fair enough. Nico, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Five-star number one overall player on three had him number one overall. Huge, huge, huge kid. I think he was probably the first major, major NIL deal that kind of went public. You know, you get the $2 million a year, potentially up to 8 million for his career at Tennessee. Um, a big deal. Um, haven't heard a whole lot. It's kind of been Milton's show, and, and I was surprised by that. And we'll kind of talk about this a little later. Joe Milton in the Orange Bowl last year put to bed any talk that Nico could come in uh, and, and win that job. You know, when Hendon went down with the torn ACL against South Carolina, there was a thought that, hey, Nico could come in, in here win this job from day one because all you've seen from Joe Milton is inconsistencies, um, you know, struggles down the field and accuracy. Uh, so Milton did a, did a nice job in the orange Bowl against Clemson to put that away. Unfortunately, it, he just hasn't been able to build on it. So didn't see a whole lot in the spring game. Um, he played, saw a couple of flashes here and there, but overall we haven't seen a whole lot. The, the hype has not been there. Uh, that's not to say it's it's not able to to come out, but um, I, I have been surprised there hasn't been more chatter. You know, of course, Joe struggles against A and M. Chatter's starting to pick up. Yeah. Um, so if Tennessee loses to Alabama, you know things go awry at Kentucky, then we can kind of talk about making a switch. But 
um, it's been pretty silent to this point. No, that's good. Sometimes the backup quarterback's the most popular player on the team. Right, absolutely. Uh, and, and that can sort of breed its own sort of uh, level of contention. So uh, maybe that's good that that you're not hearing a lot of that chatter. You talked about Tennessee winning with a running game, and uh, there's three running backs that sort of bubble up to the top. Jalen Wright uh, sort of uh, appears to be the bell cow, but uh, Jabari Small and, and Dylan uh, Sampson are putting up some numbers as well. Uh, what can Alabama fans expect from the Tennessee running game Saturday? Well, I think you start with the wide splits. Texas A&M had a top 10 run defense, and Tennessee just annihilated it. Ran for over 200, uh, 232, I think. Uh, that's how they won the game, control control the line of scrimmage. Uh, it didn't matter who was in the game, but they spread you out. They send these receivers to the sidelines, and they spread out the defense. So all of those five stars on the interior, um, while they can still make a difference, they didn't for A&M, um, you know, kind of get those those wide gaps and, and force uh, defenses to make decisions. So um, that's where Tennessee wins. I think it's with scheme. And – Honestly, any of those three can, are, are more than capable. Jabari Small's been here forever. Jalen Wright's probably the most explosive. Dylan Sampson has come out of nowhere just to uh, – I think he scored four touchdowns the first game. Um, so he, he's he been he's been a nice find. Wright and Sampson are the two guys that can really make things go for this offense, whereas Jabari is kind of a grinder. Um, but, yeah, Tennessee's going to have to lean on that run game. Um, if, if it doesn't work, Tennessee might get blown out. But the good news is, for Tennessee fans, this scheme really makes that run game pop with those wide splits and that tempo. Tempo, too, is a, a big deal, yeah. um, not letting the defense get set. Um, you know, you can't audible. You can't look at the formations. Um, it, it, it just, you know, they're going in 19 seconds, so you better be ready for it. You know, we talk about the uh, uh, the wide receivers in the passing game. Uh, now, Terry, I'm from Tennessee, so I can get away with saying this. But is there a uh, a better named wide receiver uh, for the Tennessee Volunteers than Squirrel White? There's not. <laughs> There's not. Uh, he he's really awesome. I, I I wish Milton was a little better at throwing the deep ball because I think that's really where he can win, and maybe we'll see that next year with Nico. Um, but that guy can absolutely fly. The Tennessee staff knows they have to get him involved too, and so it, it's become a thing where they. They get him a pop pass. They get him a wide receiver screen, line him up in the backfield, throw him a swing pass, something, uh, get him involved. Um, that's another one. In the Orange Bowl, he really showed up against Clemson. He killed Clemson uh, down the field, and Joe made all the throws. But uh, Milton just hadn't been able to hit those this year, and it's really hampered the defense, the the offense, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, made them one-dimensional. So you still got to respect it because of Joe's arm and Squirrel's speed. But it, they just can't seem to find the connection. So that's something we've all been waiting on. Um, also, Dante Thornton. Uh, Dante Thornton, 6'5 receiver, transfer from Oregon. He's got similar speed. Um, he's been dealing with a hamstring injury. So if he can ever get right, if Squirrel can ever get going, and if Joe can ever hit a throw deep, well, and ten- this Tennessee offense might be back to where they once were, but there's just no consistency there. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Talk about the tight end position. You've got a couple, uh, couple of guys – uh, you know, eight and nine uh, uh, catches, uh, respectively. A few touchdowns ac- across them. Uh, how often does Tennessee use the the tight end more of a weapon, a decoy? What? Uh, how how is the tight end deployed? I tell you, it's become a weapon uh, the past couple of weeks. Jacob Warren has really emerged, um, and I tell you what, Brew McCoy going down with a brutal ankle injury 
Uh, anybody that watched that South Carolina game probably saw that image. And don't go Google it if you don't have to. Uh, but out for the year, and that was kind of Tennessee's red zone threat. Jacob Warren, 6'6", has been there forever, uh, fifth season. Came back when he didn't have to. So he's he's kind of become a red zone jump ball type threat. You know, get him get him on a, a corner that's undersized, potentially out there wide, and, and throw it up and see what happens. Uh, McCallan Castles has come in from UC Davis. Tennessee's used him kind of in the screen game. Uh, interestingly enough, getting him out, the ball in his hands, letting him work downfield. But lost a lot when they lost Princeton Fant. I thought that was an underrated loss from last season. Kind of used him as a goal line back. Um, but Jacob Warren, uh, McCallan Castles have been adequate. Uh, not not super involved, but more involved now that Brew McCoy's out of the picture. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you talked about trench warfare. Uh, how's the offensive line holding up? It's been a bit of a struggle, but mo- mainly because of Cooper Mays' injury. Uh, he missed the first four games of the season, and Tennessee really felt that. Uh, so the panic meter was pretty high um, after that Florida game. Tennessee couldn't get anything going on the ground. Um, but not having Cooper Mays out there, he underwent a, a minor surgery um, it, during training camp. It really affected Tennessee. They didn't really have any depth at center kind of move some pieces around, but that's been fixed. And against South Carolina, against Texas A&M, that run game has been back. So a lot of people don't realize what the center does, especially a senior center, um, you know, calling checks at the line, identifying what's about to happen in front, audibling, you know, all of that. So getting him back has been a really, really big deal, and you've seen the results. Yeah, absolutely. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Uh, let's flip the field and talk uh, defense. Uh, Tennessee uh, bases out of a nickel, right? Uh, is it a four-two-five? Uh, they're they're kind of multiple. It, it is a four uh, a four down lineman front, typically a, a four-five. But uh, yeah, they run a lot with Tamarian McDonald, who's a little bit of a hybrid um, out of that star role. So I guess you can call it a four-two-five. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Talk about play style. How how does Tennessee you know play defense, and who are maybe some of the key defenders to account for uh, at each level? They might be the most aggressive team that I've ever seen. <laughs> they're going to come after you, for better for worse. They're going to give up some big plays, but they're going to get a lot of negative plays too. Um, so last year they didn't really have that pass rusher. They brought six. They brought seven. They brought eight at times. I mean, they're just trying to get home. Uh, this year, they've been able to sit back a little more because James Pierce has really uh, exploded. Uh, former five-star prospect has really come on on the edge, six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds. I mean, I don't get to say this much as a Tennessee fan. That dude looks like a top-five pick. Mm. Uh, absolutely, a, a game wrecker. Um, six sacks in the year. I think he leads the country in pressures um, per PFF. I don't know if I checked that this week, but. He did lead the, the country in pressures. Um, he can do it. He can win one-on-one matchup. Um, you're going to have to chip him with a tight end, leave a running back in something. Uh, he's going to have Jalen Milrow on the run. Um, but the Tennessee pass rush has really come on. 
Tyler Barron, uh, another senior, it's kind of stayed the course when he didn't have to, has really developed into something special. He's finished off a lot of sacks. So uh, this Tennessee defensive line, we've waited a long time to say this, but they're back to to up to SEC standards. Okay, that's going to be uh, that's going to be uh, Alabama fans. That's going to be a, a critical matchup to watch. Uh, we saw Arkansas's uh, defensive end really eat up uh, our left tackles, and uh, it sounds like we may uh, be in store for more of that on Saturday. Yeah, uh, I think we. Uh, I think Alabama's given up the most pressures, or, or something like that. They're yeah. bottom three in the FBS. Um, so that that's something that Tennessee's kind of hanging their hat on. Yeah, that's been a uh, that certainly has been a struggle point uh, for us. You know, Terry, as we know, this series has been one of streaks. Likely, uh, likely, neither team has the firepower this season to to you know stand up to last year's forty nine to fifty two game. You know, for this game uh, to go Tennessee's way, uh, what needs to go right or what needs to not go wrong? Uh, you know, for Tennessee to bookend one here. I think there's two keys. I think Tennessee has to run for about 200 yards. Um, that's what they did against A&M. And, you know, I, I know the Alabama front is is always fantastic, but I thought the A&M front last week was fantastic too. Tennessee ran for 230. So I think it can be done. I think Heifel can scheme that. And then number two, Joe Milton cannot throw interceptions. Uh, late in that game, he threw a, an interception to a single high safety in the end zone. Never saw the safety, never tried to look him off and threw it right to him. And he's lucky that D. Williams took a punt back for six and and saved him. So I, I think those two things, Tennessee can win. Tennessee can probably beat anyone, but they cannot have Joe Milton lose the game. If they can just get a, somewhat of a game manager, maybe a, a throw here or there, uh, Tennessee can really hang with anyone. But they just haven't had that that consistency all year. Man, it feels like you're talking again. It feels like you're talking about Milrow and, and Alabama <laughs> the way you, you set that up. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I hear you. I I, I feel that uh, from from our side as well. Fantastic. Well, Terry, I appreciate you coming on and uh, joining us tonight. <laughs> and uh, I tell you what, I'm gonna wish you luck the rest of the season, but uh, not the rest of October. How's that? Hey, I hear you. I feel that. I understand it. I, I'll give you a quick prediction. Yeah. I think Alabama gets the job done. I, I've seen enough from Milrow to where I think he can make the two key throws that are going to need to flip this game. I have no faith Joe Milton can make those throws. So I think Alabama wins by touchdown. Okay. Well, they'll, uh, we'll give that a look. And, uh, hey, uh, I hope you're right. Uh, I hope you're right on Saturday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> take care, Terry. Thanks for joining us tonight. Anytime. Hey, what I tell you, great conversation. Terry really knows his team and uh, represents it well. We always appreciate having him on. It's always a fantastic conversation, and this this edition certainly did not disappoint. Well, Saturday's a big game, folks. Uh, get your uh, popcorn ready and uh, get ready to enjoy the game. And uh, reach out to us. Engage with us. If you enjoy what we're doing, if you enjoy these interviews, if you have questions for us, don't hesitate to, to reach out. We're available at alabamafootballpodcast.com. You can email us at alabamafootballpodcast at gmail.com. We welcome all of your questions, all of your interactions. We so uh, enjoy that. In the meantime, roll tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just a shout out, a roll tide. We are where you are. 
iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, t-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tie. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.